NYPD is looking for a man who recently broke into an Apple store and stole $75,000 worth of products. That is crazy. Why would anyone need five iPhone cables? <laughs> you know, I saw that punchline coming, and it was still very good. God dang it. My wife and I, I think we both got the Cupertino death ray at about the same time on our batteries. Just, just phone doesn't work anymore. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Get a new one or put up with it. Mentioned this uh, briefly earlier that Salinas, California police are looking for a 33-year-old man who was shown on a security system licking a uh, family's doorbell for three solid hours. Uh, you just went under a bridge. Maybe you went over a pothole. You're brushing your teeth. You're thinking, that's funny. I thought that man said on the radio that they licked the doorbell for three hours. No, what I said was he licked the doorbell for three hours. God, that guy's Three so, solid hours. That guy's so crazy. Then he wandered into the front yard, relieved himself, and then walked away. Police are looking for 33-year-old Roberto Daniel Arroyo. It was a doorbell licker if there's ever been one. Um, I, uh, I, I, I yeah, wow, that is, uh, that is really nuts. On the other hand, <laughs> you got a clean doorbell. Um, Ew. I, <laughs> Then you got this brand of crazy. We touched on this story briefly yesterday. Woman uh, meets a guy online, has one date, and sends him more than 159,000 text messages over the next 10 months after one one date. What's that add up to? So many divide, well, you can divide by 10 pretty quickly. So how many is it? Uh, well, Roughly it's 15,900 per month. More significantly... Authorities allege she sent 65,000 texts um, as of May. Oh, it's, 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 it's spread out too much. Well, anyway, so it's, it's you know, into the tens of thousands um, every month. They started off, uh, uh, as you might expect. I mean, they, they really, they, they ran the pattern of what you might expect from somebody who thought a date went well, then started to get the message that maybe the other person isn't interested. Had a great time last night. Probably like the first one. Yeah, sure. Uh, would love to hear from you. Not sure you got my text. Call me if you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, they ended up with things such as, I'd wear your fascia and the top of your skull and your hands and feet. I'd make sushi out of your kidneys and chopsticks out of your hand bones. She's saying this to him? Yes. Did he ever respond to her, or is she just sending all these texts without response? Correct. Or did he just respond to everything with K or LOL? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thumbs up emoji. Exactly. I would cut off your hands and feet. Okay. LOL. (laughs) Oh, what would I do with your blood? I'd want to bathe in it. Well, how is she out and about for this amount of time? I think once you start sending that stuff, the authorities get involved. Uh, yeah, well, actually, one of the authorities is quoted as saying she uh, signed, shows signs of mental illness. What? <laughs> yeah, hmm. I'd say more than a couple. Well, he's an expert. Uh, so I want to get back very briefly to the story about false flag operations in politics. The New York Times, the liberal New York Times, identifying a couple in Alabama that helped get Doug Jones uh, elected or whatever his name is, Jones. Somebody come up with the guy's name. He's a senator. Uh, he beat Roy Moore. Uh, one was a fake campaign to uh, enact prohibition in Alabama. Where there's still, there are plenty of dry counties in Alabama. But there aren't any new ones coming around, are no, there? No, the opposite. Yeah. Um, and another one was, um, 
uh, made it appear as if uh, he was uh, uh, Roy Moore was a tool of the Russians. Um, the efforts began in conversations at the annual Netroots Nation Progressive Gatherings. They discussed what tactics might help Mr. Jones' chances and zeroed in on tensions within the Republican Party. Uh, I just thought you might find this interesting how this stuff evolves. And they talked about, well, one thing Republicans disagree with uh, each other over is whether drinking should be permitted in Alabama, um, if dry counties should become wet, as they say, etc. Business conservatives like wet. Culture war conservatives favor dry, so that gave us an idea. And eventually, essentially, the idea was to frighten business conservatives who could be targeted with ads using Facebook's tools. Mm. Um, but some ideas were nixed by organizers. They thought a raffle of an AR-15 rifle was out. That was too much. Outright homophobic language was too much. They didn't want to do that, partly because they thought they might get caught. Uh, said the guy who ran it, I learned that if you're doing false flag conservative pages for a liberal donor, there are limits. But he enjoyed mimicking the voices of his conservative opponents who dominate in the state. Um, and uh, And they think... Because Jones won by about 22,000 votes out of more than 1.3 million, you can't say those false flag operations didn't move the needle. Whether it moved it enough, you know, is a speculation nobody will ever know. But uh, I just thought that was interesting. That's how those things work. I I hate to say it. If somebody were to offer me a significant amount of money and say, hey, Joe, I want you to come up with something a little over the top about, say, I don't know what. Uh, okay, you got uh, the new governor of, of way, way, way left California, Gavin Newsom, talking about um, free medical care for illegals, illegal aliens. Joe, uh, we need I you. I would to... have thought that was the over the top <laughs> yeah, scare people. Yeah, comment. exactly. That can't actually be the policy. Right. So if somebody were to say, hey, Joe, I'll write you a check for X. All we want you to do is design, you know, a message that looks like it's from Gavin Newsom, but it's really not. That goes even farther than that and freaks people out. It'd be hard for me to turn down that job. I'm not proud of it. I'm just being honest with you. Um, yeah, I think I could probably do a pretty good job of that. We're going to see a lot of it over the next two years. Um, oh yeah, with this oh, presidential yeah. election going on, we're we're gonna we're gonna see the next round of the evolution of this sort of thing. And you really can't believe anything you see until you verified it, or it's absolutely clearly from the candidate directly. Um, was, we've got to become a lot more savvy because the the quote unquote bad guys who I just volunteered to join in a show of really a bit of moral slipperiness that I'm not proud of. Um, the, the bad guys are getting better and better. I watched a video um, this morning, actually, New York Times put out uh, with David Sanger, who I really like, who writes the tech stuff and about cyber and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were discussing how when it comes to cyber warfare, we are in 1909 as to uh, the way planes were used. So the airplane first flown in 1903. By 1909, people were flying planes as in a way to attack something. Sure, yeah. For military war, right? Within a couple of decades, you could obliterate an entire city mm-hmm. with a plane. Yeah. And he said, "We're in about 1909 with cyber warfare, where you can do some damage, but soon it will, like the airplane, it'll be to where you can obliterate giant things we can't even imagine now." And so there are a couple of things we're at the very beginning of that we're going to see in all our lifetimes, God willing, uh, the real nasty end of, and that cyber stuff, which fits in with this political stuff and fake news and just. 
And so much of it has to do with the Internet. And that's why I want right. to go back to a pre-Internet age. Right. The Internet. I say abolish the Internet. Evil. Take it down. <laughs> unplug it. Turn back the clock. As exactly. you said, unplug it. Unplug it. Uh, executive producer Hanson, you need to book Ian Bremmer. Um, he, I heard him talking the other day. They're, uh, his uh, company, Eurasia Group, is out with their global risks assessment. Oh, yeah, every year. We usually have them on every January. Yep. And uh, one of the things they're uh, talking about, he was talking Diminutive about. Diminutive man with big problems. What? He has big problems? We'll bring us the big problems. Oh, he will bring us the big problems. I thought maybe like marital strife or does he drink? Is that what you mean? (laughs) No. What what big problems does Ian Bremmer have, really? Uh, No, he was talking about how he believes there is a very good chance that in the next year, during 2019, Russia will up its, um, what it is willing to damage with cyber attacks. Mm. Uh, Heretofore... Uh, most of the attacks have been exploratory, really, um, to juke with us a little bit, to see what happens, to see how effective the tools are. Uh, you know, something silly like the Sony thing from North Korea, which ended up entertaining me, really. <laughs> um, that was a couple of years ago. But he says the Russians are going to be more willing to leave a bruise, take down a uh, an electric grid with the goal of what uh, a, a company network uh, put us on our heels and um and and make it clear that we need to negotiate with Putin um and give him more of what he wants because he's a tougher guy than we at, thought at some point somebody and it's probably going to have to be us is going to have to respond militarily to a cyber attack. I mean, like with old-fashioned bombs. Right. Like an ineffective parent, we say that's going to happen, but it doesn't. You know, way back in the Obama administration, they made noises about a cyber attack will be treated like an attack, a because physical attack. Because it is. A kinetic attack. Of course it is. It has a similar effect. Generally, it doesn't kill people. Generally. Um, but it's, or you're right. At some point, somebody is going to have to do that. Make it enormously costly to attack the United States via our our technical system. Well, to put a to put a bow on this, the the David Sanger video I was watching, uh, he was asked the question. This is what I ask everybody. I've even asked him every single time. Where do we rank in terms of being good at this? Mm-hmm. I always wonder that because we've been number one at bombs and planes and aircraft carriers for seventy years. Right. Where are we on this? We're as good as anybody. Mm-hmm. Which is not the same as being way better than everybody. <laughs> but we're as good as anybody on offense, but we're way worse on defense. Way worse, mostly because we have all the vulnerabilities. We've got all the cool internet stuff in a giant country that most people don't even have. Right. You can't attack North Korea's internet because they got like three IP addresses in the whole country. Right. And we're an open society. Right. So they exploit our liberties against us. Anyway, at some point, you got to drop real bombs on somebody because they did something with a cyber weapon. Pretty much, to, yeah. To send the message. you can't, you got to stop that. Yep. you got to stop doing that. Why some conservatives, even in France, are for teaching Arabic in their schools? What advocates of legalizing pot don't want you to know? The king of tuna has just paid a lot of money for a tuna. i got a whole bunch of different stories for you. The king of tuna. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I'd eat it right now if it were in front of me. I am eating tuna right now. Not the tuna he bought. I'll bet it's not the tuna he bought. I'll bet you're right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Time shakes, found you at the water. I was just talking to our boss, Bill. We got a lot of bosses. How many bosses do you suppose we have if you add them all together? Too many. I don't know. I prefer to look at them as collaborators. That can tell us what to do. (laughs) (laughs) They can tell us. But um, uh, our boss, Bill, he just mentioned to me, he said, Trump declares a national emergency. If he gets the wall built, he wins. If the courts stop him, he wins Hmm. for having made the effort, trying so hard, showing that he's willing to go to the the wall, if you'll pardon the expression, for the the cause of illegal immigration. Yeah. uh, There's a lot of truth. He's in a decent position on that. Mm -hmm. Um, Meanwhile, Nancy and Chuck get credit from their peeps. For fighting so bravely against the immoral wall. Build bridges, not walls. I got an idea. If I got to cross a river, I'll build a bridge. If I want to keep something out of my house, I'll keep. I'll build a wall. How about that? Build bridges, not walls. Right tool for the right job. We're going to uh, build a house. It's going to have a roof, a floor, and bridges. No! It's going to have walls. <laughs> Did you come up with that, Sean? We haven't played for this. This this happened while we were uh, on our little break here. This new freshman congresswoman used some salty language talking about President Trump. And when your son looks at you and says, Mama, look, you won, bullies don't win. And I said, baby, they don't. Because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the mother... She's a Muslim. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. She... She's the first uh, Palestinian-American woman ever elected to Congress, and she said uh, of President Trump, vowing to impeach the MFR. Nice. Um, some people came out and said she needed to apologize. She did not apologize. Uh, she tweeted, this is not just about Trump. This is about all of us and his lies and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm for this trend of saying things and not apologizing and then letting the chips fall where they may. And if the people of that district appreciate that sort of thing, then I guess fine. But yeah, they don't. They don't. But yeah, I just know the New York Times would be howling for her hide if she were conservative. Well, that's yeah. But, yeah. of course they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as I don't remember one one pundit I really like on the left, a Democrat said, doesn't like the direction this is going. If if Trump has set a new tone for what's okay speech, and then we start to match it, where do we end up? Right. That is There's a lot problem. of truth to that. Yeah, the, the president you're a lion uh, MFR. No, you're a lion MFR. That could be the entire 90 minute debate <laughs> between two people. No, you're a lion MFR. Oh boy, be like that video we posted a couple of weeks ago. The two guys flipping each other off on the street, <laughs> right. and they just stood there, more emphatically flipping each other off. And walk deba- away, then come back and flip each other off some more. That's what debates will be in the future. No, you're a lion right. blanker. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're the lion blanker. Oh. I mean, we're practically there. I've already tuned out. We're practically, yeah. Yeah. And then I suppose, I think this actually is a pendulum. Then I suppose somebody who steps forward and says, I got an idea. How about we do these five things? That person, I think, wins the day. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so much of uh, life and politics and history is a reaction of that which came immediately before it. We we react. We We decide that's too much of that, and we look for some of this. It's just the way human beings are. So, yeah, I don't think so. this will last, really. Um, uh, the king of tuna bought a $3 million 
bluefin tuna to make uh, sushi out of. Wow. It's the most expensive ever. I've, that, I've, I've never tasted that. Wish I'd caught that dang must thing. Must be dang good. $3 yeah. million dollars for a tuna. Mm. Holy cow. How big was it? Do we know? It's like 86 cents for like a can of tuna. I don't understand. Yeah, but that's that's not uh, sushi. What about the nutritious trout? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Marshall. It's about the size of a large dog or, or a pencil. I have no idea. <laughs> I think a big, it it's probably more than that. It's probably tunas are big, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, dark story, but I thought I'd bring it to you. The leader of a global child porn ring who had been caught and put in prison got beat to death in prison the other day. Yikes. Okay. And uh, I am uh, technically against that sort of thing, extrajudicial, that sort of thing. Right. But I wasn't sad when I heard that. Mm. So I guess that just the point of that story is I'm a bad person with no standards. Here's what they're doing. In well, into hypocrite, but go on. Here's what they're doing in France. They're trying to figure out how to deal with their millions of Muslims they've got in the country. Parents speak Arabic. They want their kids. Those parents want their kids to speak Arabic. So the parents send their kids to the local mosque to learn Arabic. And, mm. and take classes and that sort of thing. Oh, boy. What France is finding out is they also get some not-so-good ideas about the world in these mosques. And they actually think that they'd be better off if they were teaching Arabic in the public schools so the kids wouldn't have to go to the mosque. I get it. Isn't in, that an interesting one? In much of the world, Islam is not a personal religion. It's a civilization. It is a way to fashion society laws, you know, how you deal with your spouse, etc. It is a blueprint, an entire blueprint for society. So, yeah, you don't want to get a bunch of immigrant or second-generation French kids, essentially, of of, uh, Arab descent, yeah, who just really want to be able to communicate with their uncle, going down to the mosque and getting indoctrinated. Wow, that is an interesting position. Or if their parents just want to keep them. I completely understand, if you're from Mexico, how you'd like to keep the Spanish language alive in your family sure. line. Yeah, I get that. It's uh, you know, it's probably impossible to keep it going, because I think speaking English is your best bet in terms of getting ahead. But anyway, so you want that for your kid. If their classes were offered at school, you'd have them take those classes. Mm-hmm. If they're not, you send them to the mosque and they learn, perhaps... Stuff you don't want, that the country doesn't want them to learn. Mm. Interesting conundrum there. Boy, is Europe in crisis. Immigration crisis. Cultural crisis. Speaking of learning things, heard this joke the other day. It was a meme that was going around Facebook. I wish they'd have taught me about doing taxes in school instead of about parallelograms. No, no. Here, I set it up properly. I'm sure glad they taught me about parallelograms in school and not how to do my taxes. Mm. It's really helping out during parallelogram season. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Which I find pretty funny. Um, My kid complaining about math in school. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? And the wall brawl heating up on the major networks tonight. One of the hottest new products at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas will most definitely surprise you. And we've got more bad news for those Hollywood award shows, all coming up minutes from now. We need to talk about 5G. I, I read up on that over the weekend. That's coming and fast, and that's going to be awesome. The death of award shows. That's good news to me. That's the one I'm staying tuned for. Yeah. Good. There'll be, there'll be no tears over here. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This text, or text line's 415-295-KFTC. Just throwing it your way. You've heard this before, probably. 
My husband's family wouldn't let the kids speak Spanish because they didn't want that as a handicap. Same thing with my Italian grandpa. I never wanted my mom to speak Italian. Yeah, I have heard families say that many times. It's the fastest way, man. For success, make sure you can speak really, really good English. Yep. In America. It's exactly the same thing I would do if I ended up in another country. I would spend yeah. all of my time learning the dominant language. It's just, it's it's so clearly the thing to do. Oh, yeah. Any counter-argument is ridiculous. We're moving to Germany. I'm going to try to learn German, and we're speaking German in the house as often as possible. Jawohl. <laughs> uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. A lot of anticipation and speculation about President Trump's Oval Office speech to the nation tonight about the situation at the U.S.-Mexico border. Trump tweeting that it is a humanitarian and national security crisis. There are a lot of rumors circulating that Trump will declare a national emergency and move to use the military to build the border wall. That move would be challenged by a wave of lawsuits almost immediately. And it has been decided that House Speaker... And Chuck and Nancy are going to... Oh, that's what you're about to say. Okay. And it's been decided House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer will jointly deliver the Democratic response... That'll be the a president's speech. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, the most powerful elected woman in our nation's history. Um, but gets past it, your gets, prime. Gets it twice. Uh, you know what's being left out of the conversation, at least on our show today, is the government shutdown. And there, there is some concern. I think people are starting to realize yes. that nobody cares. And I think it's a problem for, for both sides of the aisle. The media is trying to whip up a little give-a-darn. Talking about TSA employees who are yeah. causing long lines at the airport that was and fake. national parks with uh, uh, increasing piles of garbage That's and real. poo. The TSA thing was fake. The garbage thing is real yeah. so far. Um, but yeah, people just don't seem to be that bothered by it. We've had shutdowns in the past. Were, oh my God, the government shut down. No social security checks or whatever. No, it doesn't work that way. It we'll doesn't work fine. that way. And yeah. yeah, and everybody's lived through a couple of shutdowns. Now realize it has no effect on them. Well, and I had a. Uh, it has effect on some of you, I realize, but most of us. Oh it yeah, does not. and and you have our sympathy. It's none of your doing. No, if I was getting, if I was going to not get my check this Friday, I'd be unhappy about right. it. Right. Uh, I heard a review the other day of all the recent government shutdowns, and, you know, it's funny, you forget about these things, because, again, it's mostly a big nothing, but we have shutdowns about as often as there's a new season of Dancing with the Stars. Happens all the time now. And it's, I'm sorry, it's not a crisis. On another front, the president of Turkey is criticizing President Trump's national security advisor after refusing to meet with him. President Erdogan passed on meeting with the National Security Advisor John Bolton today. Instead, Erdogan said in a speech to Turkey's parliament that Bolton had made a serious mistake in laying down a new condition for U.S. forces to leave Syria, asking the Turks not to attack the Kurds in that area because the Kurds are U.S. allies. We've been saying, look, back off, don't attack them, or we won't be leaving. And the Turkish president decided, I'm not going to meet with Bolton. We'll just uh, let him go pound sand. Erdogan's going to flake from NATO to a greater or lesser extent and uh, and join up with Russia. It's going to happen. Our former NATO uh, ally, Turkey, is going to go uh, left. Pound sand is a funny uh, term in that part of the world. Uh, that $3 million tuna weighed 612 pounds. There you go. That's a big tuna. Well, it's been a long farewell, but Sears Holdings plans to dissolve after rejecting Chairman Eddie Lampert's $4 billion bid to save the company. 
126 126-year-old company with more than 50,000 employees still on board is on the path to liquidation. Sears, which also owns Kmart, filed for bankruptcy last October. They are about to close down. And among the latest tech on display... So, yes. yes. Companies come and go. Um, always have, always will. It sucks if you're, you know, a regional manager at Sears and you're making a good living and you're in the prime of life and now you lose your job. But um, whether it's the automobile or Radio Shack or Sears or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what you do about it. You know, the ironic part, a uh, historian pointed out to me, was that uh, the uh, Sears has been heavily damaged by uh, online shopping. Yes, I'm sure it has. Uh, you know, the obvious Amazon and others. Um, Sears began as a catalog. Yeah, the Sears catalog really damaged right. the local hardware store back in the day. Right, yeah, because you could order what you need from Sears and show up eventually. You know, if you had urgent <laughs> need, you'd go down to the general store. But Yeah. Yeah, so there's a little irony there. I was trying to explain to my kids as they were really, really struggling to wait until the afternoon until something arrived from Amazon. <laughs> um, that I used to order stuff, toys and stuff. It takes six to eight weeks, two months. This summer you'll have it. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Like those x-ray glasses where you can yeah. look through your hands, stuff like that. <laughs> You'd forget you even wanted it or be too old for it by the time it got to you. Uh, what is this? <laughs> This weekend's Golden Globe Awards ratings are out, and they are down again, down 5% in the ratings from last year's ceremony, which was down from the year before that. How many millions of people tuned in? Do we know that? 19 million. 19, 19 million, okay. It's still a bigger, bigger hit than I, was, than I thought. Yep, yep, yep. And only a month and a half now until the Oscars, and there's still no host for the ceremony. Chris Rock has hosted the awards. How will the nation endure? <laughs> Chris Rock has hosted the awards twice before, but he says it definitely will not be him. A lot of people are saying no when the Oscars, when the Academy reaches out to him. Do you want to host? Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. Why would you say yes to it at this point? The the bloom is so off that rose. And, uh, and, and, and even back when it was pretty popular, though, the hosts always got killed. Right. Um. The next day by the critics. Even right. in the best of times. Thankless so, job. Now, when you've got to stand up there and kind of cover for all of Hollywood's misfortunes and everything else, why would you want that job? And when every tweet you ever issued can be uh, dug up and uh, made public. Well, no right. How and, many years back? And oh, every joke you make, there's yeah. a constituency that's ready to march <laughs> against you for daring to make that joke. Right. You know, there are a number of prominent comedians have said, we can't tour college campuses anymore because the kids are so wildly enthusiastic about being offended. They just can't wait to be offended. They don't laugh anymore. Well, Hollywood is is that. It's, it's, it's easily as bad as a college campus. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We ought to compile. I'll bet it's out there. I'm sure it's out there. A tape of... Every time Harvey Weinstein was thanked at an awards show, even as Hollywood know what a, knew what a rapist he was. Oh, And a molester and an yeah. exploiter of yeah, women. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I'll bet it'd go on for 20 minutes. Oh, hell yeah. He, I, I, I remember, I never knew who he was. He was just mentioned all the time during the Oscars in, in kingly tones. Sure. And he'd be up there looking like Tony Soprano. Yeah. Um, boy, I, I know what we're going to be talking about tomorrow if Trump declares a national emergency tonight. I'd say whatever happens tonight, the speech and the counter speech, it's on, man. Mm.
You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. of TSA agents called in sick rather than work without pay during the shutdown. Now, obviously, airline safety is important, and we want these folks back. But on the plus side, until they do come back, no TSA, and I get to bring a full-sized mouthwash on the plane. <laughs> I enjoyed the joke. The, um, the, the threat of it is not true, though. The TSA came out yesterday and said, no, 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 any... Any fewer employees anywhere were from the holidays and catching up on days off and any longer lines were a variety of things. But no, so far that hasn't happened. Hmm. That's not actually true. That was okay. a story. That it's I'll sim- depend on you for that. I found their denial to be a little mystifying. It's but- similar to when uh, Janet Napolitano came out and talked about the long lines at the various airports and it just... Wasn't yeah, happening. That's right. Oh, I want to say Atlanta. I yeah. want to say O'Hare. And she was making it all up. Yeah. 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 I like Mulvaney. Uh, She's a liar. Trump's current chief of staff saying we're not weaponizing the shutdown. That's one of the reasons people aren't feeling it as much. We're not weaponizing it the way past administrations have done to try to make it as painful as possible. We're right. not doing that. Right. Which I think is interesting. I appreciate that. The idea that the people should be punished. Because the government shuts down. I find that to be disgusting. You'll miss us when we're gone. And if you don't miss us, we're going to come up with creative ways to make you miss us. Yeah, we don't work for you. You work for us. And then they slap us hard across the face a couple of times. That's the way it feels like to me. So, yeah, I like this tone better. I just got something on the lens of my glasses, which are new. I have never been able to get... I always like new glasses because they're so clean. Mm. I've never... And I've been wearing glasses since I was in eighth grade. I've never been able to get them as clean as they are when you leave the eye doctor. I don't know what these do. I, I get the same juice and, and and little cloth. I just can't do it. Maybe I got extra greasy hands. I don't know what happens there. Um, You're not spitting on your glasses then using your shirt tail? <laughs> rubbing it on my pants. That's what I usually do. I uh, came across a store in the town I live in, College Town. A new cookie store called... And I'm not doing this for money or anything. Insomniacookies.com, and it's a cookie store. Warm cookies delivered until 3 a.m. Oh. You now have cookie delivery oh. till 3 in the morning in a state with legal marijuana. Oh, boy. What's what that, happens then? What's that going to cost me? <laughs> I don't know. Huh. You could get a college town. You could get cookies delivered to your dorm room till 3 in the morning, and marijuana is legal. It's like one of those what fancy pizza delivery things with the oven in the car. How fresh out of the oven are we talking about? Hashtag obesity epidemic. I mean, as long as they're fairly warm, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I tell you what. Oh, that's right. We didn't get to this today. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, legalized marijuana. Biggest state in the union. California legalized it. It uh, expects all these zillions of dollars in tax revenue to, to flow in. Blah, blah. Nobody's buying the legal stuff. I mean, obviously somebody is, but nobody, relatively speaking. And uh, I... Uh, <clears throat> Have it on good authority from a uh, friend of mine who carefully studies the uh, <clears throat> market for cannabis that um, the legal stuff is eight times as expensive in quantity as 
street Eight stuff. Eight times? Yes. I can recheck that. Yeah, it's astonishingly expensive. Expensive. Now, like, like beer is the opposite. Beer is so cheap that I have to really want the particular yeah. home brew I made eight, eight times to 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 make beer at home. It's the opposite. Oh no, Coors no, Light at Costco in a thirty pack. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, but for marijuana, it's the opposite. Yeah. Well, it's it's so heavily regulated and taxed, which was part of the selling to the the people of whatever state, Colorado, California, Oregon, and Washington. You're you're a stoned progressive states, um, but the uh, the market has done what the market always does. Yeah. People make decisions in their best interests. They can buy it a lot cheaper elsewhere. It's also a little different in that you had a um, you you had the 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 infrastructure for illegal pot mm-hmm. was already in place and had right. been for quite some time. Right, the mechanisms for growing, distributing, etc., knowing somebody, all that you didn't have to start from scratch. Right, and and there are a lot of really smart people in the lawful cannabis business right now, but they're running into such enormous roadblocks and hurdles from the government that they're having trouble actually getting their jobs done. And uh, the other interesting aspect of this, and again, we can hit this at greater length tomorrow perhaps, is that... If we're not too stoned to remember it. Corruptifornia, for instance, Cal Unicornia, is essentially saying, yeah, we're going to have to really, really crack down on illegal sales now. So the great progressive state of California that has legalized pot just to get high all day is now going to launch a draconian war on drugs to make sure they get their uh, their tax revenue. Or at least that's what's being threatened. Whether that actually happens or not, mm. And the uh, article in the New York Times that I've been referencing uh, uh, about marijuana saying, you know, let, let's, let's slow down and talk about some of these things that are being ignored and all this enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And this, this the guy who wrote the article says he's not anti-pot or anything like that or even anti... But uh, there's there, there are a number of studies out there that say it uh, its relationship to schizophrenia and psych- psychological problems. There, there's there's some issues that should be discussed. Mm. Also, the potency of it being so much different than it used to be. A lot of the hippies that are talking about pot, um, they're talking about the pot from their youth, and it's different today. Sure. Final thoughts with Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Never before have so few done so little. For no one in particular. Is he done? The Armstrong and Getty Show. He's not. I think he is now. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody. Positive Sean, your final thought? Yeah, just to follow up on the marijuana conversation, there is a ton that is not known about the the effects, both positive and negative, about marijuana, which is why it is so important to try to get it removed from the Schedule One narcotics list on the federal government, which allows researchers to do the studies on them. Are you doing research? Oh. Is that what you're doing? Buffo Me? point, no, I'm Sean. Just, I'm just using You're a scientist. Buffo point. <laughs> Marshall Phillips, esteemed newsman. Final thought. I'll tell you what. I'm getting out the uh, popcorn, breaking out the shardy for some fine Primetime TV tonight. You what got time it? is Trump on? He will be on 6 o'clock West Coast time. Gotcha. Yes. Alrighty then. Michelangelo, board operator. Final thought? Well, I'll be shedding tears for Sears. Sears uh, was... <laughs> actually, Kmart was my first word as a child. It was, other than Mama and Papa, Kmart was my first wow. word. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to shed tears for Sears. What are you doing for Kmart? Uh, Jack, do you have a, a final thought? <laughs> I get it. Let's all do that for Kmart. Great 80s band, Tears for Sears. Um, yeah, if the president declares a national emergency. Boy, I'm really looking forward to that next 24 hours or so of lawyers on cable news oh. claiming they know what's going to happen. Oh, oh, good gosh. I don't know if I have it in me. 
Can we take another vacation? Oh, we can't, can we? So my, my final thought is uh, I took a nap yesterday afternoon, as I am wont to do, and it was kind of sluggish afterwards, so I decided to have me an espresso late in the afternoon. I was tossing and turning wide-eyed three and a half hours after I went to bed. I won't be doing that again. Apparently it hangs with me more than I realized. Oh, my God, I solved all the problems of the world two times over. Was writing and solving crossword puzzles in my head. God, that's a bad feeling. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so wired. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. And I'm sluggish all day long. You got to do the Michael Jackson thing, and then you take a different drug to bring you back to sleep. That's a good point, Elvis. Uh, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you tomorrow, whatever happens tonight. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you and good night. Then the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Why would anyone need five iPhone cables? Armstrong and Getty.